Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. It's Tuesday, November 30th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Bela Fleck is a banjo innovator who respects the great players of the past, but aims to create something new. Instead of trying to play like Earl Scruggs or trying to play like J.D. Crow, I'm trying to play like me here, and me is a guy from New York City who loves all kinds of music, and so my bluegrass should reflect that, or it's just not honest. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin speaks with Fleck about his long-awaited return to bluegrass. A federal judge in St. Louis has temporarily barred the government from requiring health care workers to get the COVID-19 vaccine. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports the decision applies to 10 states that sued the Biden administration. Missouri, Kansas, Arkansas, and Iowa, and the other states, sued after the federal government ordered most health care workers to get the vaccine. The states claim it was an example of federal overreach. U.S. District Judge Matthew Shelp ordered the rule be put on hold while the lawsuit proceeds. He says federal law likely does not give the agency the power to make those rules. The rule requires most employees in hospitals, clinics, and nursing homes, including volunteers and contractors, to be fully vaccinated by early 2022. Doctors say healthcare workers are at a higher risk of catching and spreading the coronavirus due to their proximity to sick patients. They say vaccinations for all people are key to keeping the virus from spreading and mutating. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page is sharply criticizing a ruling from another Missouri judge, this one to lift public health orders statewide. His comments come after a Cole County judge ruled that county health orders intended to slow the spread of coronavirus are illegal. Page calls the ruling, quote, dangerous. He says hobbling public health departments could have far-reaching implications well beyond the pandemic. Apparently, in that judge's view of the world, our Department of Public Health should not be allowed to investigate dog bites, close a restaurant to prevent a hepatitis A outbreak, control the spread of tuberculosis, or take actions to limit the spread of sexually transmitted infections. Page says public health orders, including mask requirements, are critical given the emergence of fast-spreading coronavirus variants. He is confident the St. Louis County Council will vote tonight to reaffirm the existing mask mandate. The St. Louis Health Department wants to help residents advocate for their health concerns through an online community survey. It aims to discover the issues residents want health officials to prioritize over the next year. About 400 surveys have been completed, but officials need more input from residents in South and North St. Louis. City Health Director Dr. Mighty Fasta Hashwayo Davis says St. Louisans should be leading the health conversation. But if people at home aren't engaged in this process, then it will be people in offices that are sometimes very far removed from what's happening on the ground that will define where those dollars are going and what the priorities are. The community survey is available on the health department's website. St. Louis County leaders are still figuring out how much they will receive from a settlement from the Rams relocation lawsuit. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports, at least one alderman believes the county should get less of a share. With a big chunk of the $790 million settlement going to attorneys, St. Louis County Executive Sam Page told reporters on Monday that it's still unclear how the rest of the funds will be distributed. That's part of the conversation we'll be having over the next month. We've got 
a month or so to work out those details. St. Louis Alderman Jack Coder says the city should get the lion's share of the proceeds since the county declined to financially contribute to the stadium proposal aimed at keeping the Rams in St. Louis. And, and candidly, back at the time, the county was of little help uh, in that process. In addition to the city and the county, the Regional Convention and Sports Complex Authority, which operates the dome that the Rams used to play in, will get a share of the settlement. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. A St. Louis native is receiving France's highest honor today. Josephine Baker is being symbolically inducted into the Pantheon. Her remains will stay in Monaco while a cenotaph will honor the singer, dancer, and activist at the site in Paris. Baker died in 1975. She was born in St. Louis in 1906. The entertainer eventually moved to France and was active in the French resistance during World War II. French President Emmanuel Macron describes Baker as an exceptional figure who, quote, embodies the French spirit. We have more, including details about a celebration of Baker today at Washington University, on our website, stlpr.org. Bela Fleck is a 15-time Grammy winner and banjo virtuoso who made his name fusing bluegrass with music from around the world. His new double album called My Bluegrass Heart features 20 guests, all stars from the world of acoustic music. Fleck's tour hits the Sheldon Concert Hall in St. Louis tomorrow. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, Fleck is reaching back to his roots while still pushing his sound forward toward something new. During a Zoom interview from his home in Nashville, Bela Fleck carries his laptop around and gives a virtual tour of his basement. That's where he called in some of the biggest names in acoustic music to record his new album. It's just a big open room. Uh, it's a basement. Let's see. Fiddle was right behind this couch, just sitting right in the open room. And then back down the hall, we had the bass and the banjo and mandolin. And then uh, behind you is the speakers that I, we recorded on and all the recording gear right here. It's a fittingly informal setting for a down-home record that reaches back to Fleck's musical roots. Sometimes there's a sense in the bluegrass world that I don't care about it or it's not part of who I am or I don't claim it, but I do. Bela Fleck took to bluegrass as a teenager and came up through the scene. Then he built a legacy taking the banjo to unexpected musical places. He's won Grammys in these categories. Check it out. Country, pop jazz, classical, world music. But he says bluegrass has always been central to his musical identity. A lot of the, the great collaborations I've done with people outside of bluegrass are not because I could play their music, but because I was bringing bluegrass to their music. So for instance, playing with Chick Corea, he was intrigued by the bluegrass element. I couldn't keep up with him as a jazz musician, you know what I mean? But the, the thing that made him interested in me is that I was a bluegrass guy who was interested in jazz, and he was curious what he could learn from the bluegrass side. That's been that way, you know, with musicians from India, Africa, everywhere. They're interested in the bluegrass side of it. And I'm interested in their music that's not bluegrass. This recording is from a live record Fleck and Korea released in 2015. Then a couple years ago, Fleck's young son had a health scare. Uh, a very mild cut turned into uh, a week-long hospital stay while we tried to figure out how to get his blood to clot. Very frightening. Um, and those kinds of things change you and they make you think about what's important and, um, and about time flying by. 
a lot of my friends aging, just the, the thin line between life and death sometimes, you know. Another piece of it is that feeling of wanting to touch base and be connected to your your family. When something bad happens, you know, you want to connect. And, and in a lot of ways, the bluegrass world is my family. But he hadn't made a bluegrass record since 1999. So he called up some of his oldest friends and greatest musical collaborators, Sam Bush, Jerry Douglas, Edgar Meyer, then instead of settling on a core band for the record, like he typically does, he just kept inviting more musicians, including younger stars on the scene. The idea that Chris Thiele and Billy Strings were coming in, that we really ought to go to the moon with those guys. This was no time to play it straight. I didn't expect it to go there, but then at a certain point I was like, well, why the heck not? You know, so many people love that kind of stuff. I just didn't want to run off all the people that really like traditional stuff, because for them they might be, oh, Bela's finally doing something bluegrass, and then, then they hear Charm School and they go, oh, well, that's not what I was hoping for, you know? I don't want to run anybody off, but I also want to be creative. So yes, this is his return to bluegrass, but even the traditional sounding stuff pushes some boundaries and he included an adaptation of something he wrote for banjo and symphony orchestra. In other words, it's still a Bela Fleck album. Instead of trying to play like Earl Scruggs or trying to play like J.D. Crow, I'm trying to play like me here, and me is a guy from New York City who loves all kinds of music, and so my bluegrass should reflect that, or it's just not, not honest. There's a magazine called Bluegrass Unlimited, and I always liked the idea of bluegrass being unlimited, that there would be really traditional, hardcore, gritty stuff, and that there'd be, you know, wild-ass, jammy, almost modern jazz type stuff that all fell under the bluegrass umbrella because bluegrass was unlimited. I love that idea. That's musician Bela Fleck speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.